We're talking today about the Holy Spirit and specifically the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, last week I talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're going to talk about all the gifts over the next number of weeks. Uh, Pastor Marissa is also going to take a turn preaching on one of the gifts here in January. So the first two gifts we're going to look at are the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. But I'm going to give you some background and I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say backtracking, but some of the verses, if you were here last week, hopefully you remember them because we're going to grab on where we left off and then jump into the gifts. How many gifts of the Holy Spirit are there? Do you know? Well, there's nine listed in Corinthians, which are the nine we're going to look at. All right? But first things first, you need to remember that the Holy Spirit and the gifts that are given are for our benefit, for our good. So this is a little bit of review, but let's have a look. The Holy Spirit, remember, gives us power to be witnesses and to fulfill the church's purpose. So we're going to look at that verse again in Luke 24, 46. Luke 24, 46. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So the Holy Spirit being poured out and the gifts he brings are for our good, for our benefit, to fulfill the purpose he's given. And one of those benefits is you do need power in the supernatural. Okay, we talked about that a little more in depth last week. The other thing, the Holy Spirit is for our good in the sense that he gives us comfort and teaching and guidance. Again, a little bit of review, John 14, 26. It says, but the helper, or in uh, the King James, it says, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. All right, so the Holy Spirit wants to be our comforter, and he wants to teach and guide. And I'm just reading one verse, because we went over a little more in detail last week on that. But I want you to remember why we're talking about the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit as a Christian to work through you if you're going to be effective, if you're going to see his kingdom purpose fulfilled. And as we also mentioned last week, the Holy Spirit builds us up. And I'm going to read out of the Message uh, Bible a section here from Jude 16 to 21. And it says, These are the complainers, the belly acres, grabbing for the biggest piece of the pie, talking big, saying anything they think will get them ahead. But remember, dear friends, that the apostles of our Master Jesus Christ told us this would happen. In the last days, there will be people who don't take things seriously anymore. They'll treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lusts. These are the ones who split churches thinking only of themselves. There's nothing to them, no sign of the Spirit. But you, dear friends, carefully build yourself up 
in this most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our Master Jesus Christ. This is the unending life, the real life. All right, so he's talking here about end times. He's talking about people turning away from what's real and important. And he says, those people turning and thinking only of themselves and causing divisions, he said, there's no sign of the Spirit. And I'm focusing on the Holy Spirit here, not uh, people or divisions. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's unity. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's going to be God's work done, and God works through many people as one body. All right, so if the enemy can cause confusion and division, God's purpose won't be fulfilled. Do you understand that? If he can fragment or cause people to not want to work together, suddenly they become ineffective. Think of it as an army going out to do battle. If they couldn't communicate or they were upset at each other, well, maybe we'll just take it to sports. If you ever watch sports and the team starts to get upset at each other, they lose every time. They saw it recently with a football team. The football team, they're, they're showing and they're getting upset at each other. They're yelling at each other and the next thing, two guys are trying to have a fight and they're on the same team. Needless to say, that team lost really bad because when there's a breakdown in unity, a breakdown in communication, that's what happens. But according to this scripture, where the Holy Spirit is, that's not going to happen. When the Holy Spirit is allowed to move, and when we operate in the Holy Spirit, we're going to want to work together. But that's a little bit off where we're going. But again, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because he allows us to work in unity with one another. And then this verse, carefully build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You can build yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. And that means you go to prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you. And often praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in tongues. It can also be praying as the Holy Spirit just directs and gives you what to pray for. Okay, everybody's good with that? We're going to talk more about that when we get to uh, talking about tongues. Now, there is a gift of tongues, and then there is tongues that are available to you when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we'll talk more about that uh, when we get to that. But let me continue here in the fact that the Holy Spirit is for building us up and building one another up. So we need to make sure and do that. Now the gifts given by the Holy Spirit will automatically be used to fulfill those things that I've just mentioned. Okay? So if the Holy Spirit has given you a gift, it's going to give you the power or boldness to witness, to pray for people, to see people healed, to uh, see miracles. It's going to be for that purpose of the church doing what it's meant to do. Or the gift may be to build one another up. The gift may be to build yourself up because you also need building up. There are nine gifts listed, and they're listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. So let's have a look at those. It says this, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. So nine gifts, and as you hear, he gives to different ones. Now, can someone operate in all nine gifts if God has given us? Sure they can. Will they operate in all of them all the time? Probably not, because God has put us to work together, Okay. I'll explain that more. Now, the first two gifts mentioned there were the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Now, these are Holy Spirit gifts, and this is different than just having knowledge or having general wisdom, okay? Because it specifically says the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Also, I'm doing these two together because they often work together when the Holy Spirit moves through someone to use them. First of all, I'll give you some examples from Scripture and maybe some real-life examples, too, as we go. The word of knowledge, I'm going to start with that one. It is this, the Holy Spirit allowing you, if he's given you the word of knowledge, is allowing you to know something about someone or something that you could not have known on your own. Okay, so it's that simple. So if you have a word of knowledge for somebody... Maybe you're in prayer with somebody. Maybe you're just visiting with them and all of a sudden you know something for them or a situation that affects them. And so you bring that to them by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be weird. You don't have to change your voice or shake or anything like that. You know, sometimes people in the past, they've thought that, right? It's Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can work through a general normal conversation. However, as you can see, if you only have the word of knowledge, it encourages you the Holy Spirit knows my situation but you also need a word of wisdom if you want to get through that or have, hey, how do we do this, okay? God can give general wisdom as well, but a word of wisdom, again, it would be the Holy Spirit showing me some direction. The Holy Spirit could speak right to that situation. All right, let me give you a Bible one, because is this in the Bible? Sure it is. And I'm going to, throughout these messages, by the way, we are going to allow the Holy Spirit to use and to work through people if they choose to. Maybe you're here and you already know the, the Holy Spirit uses word of knowledge or word of wisdom. I'd get you to join me, okay? But also, as we get to the end of each message, if you've already asked the Holy Spirit to fill you, but you don't know what gifts he's given you, then we're going to ask. And I'll get to those verses because he actually tells us to ask, to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? We'll get there in a bit. Okay, so the word of knowledge, we see it operating in John chapter 1, verse 45. John chapter 1, 45. It says, Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we've found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. And as they approached, 
Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Now, this was a word of knowledge by the Holy Spirit through Christ. He knew the kind of person Nathanael was, and he just met him. Now, Nathanael was like, are you just making this up? How do you know me? So then he gives him another word of knowledge, which obviously he received through a vision. Because he actually had a vision where he saw Nathanael right where he was seated before Philip came and talked to him. When Nathanael heard that, he was like, okay, this guy must be from God, because ordinary people don't do that. However, for you and I as Christian believers, that simply is a word of knowledge. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and that's a gift he's given you, you can have a word of knowledge. Now, if you read this story further, uh, Christ also then prophesies as well. Okay, so the word of prophecy comes. And actually, uh, but to say this is what's going to happen in the future, that's prophecy. But anyways, we're going to get to that at one of the other gifts. I'm trying not to get them all wrapped up. But as you can see, they work together. This is also why God has put a church of many believers with different gifts. Maybe you've been at a service where somebody says, you know, I just feel by the Holy Spirit someone has really bad pain in their elbow. That's a word of knowledge, okay? And maybe it's you and you're like, oh, my elbow, my elbow, <laughs> we got an elbow person here. Oh, my elbow. Well, it's cool because while the word of knowledge God knew, but if nobody there is operating with the gift of healing, you're like, I'm glad God knew, but you're going to walk out with the same pain in your elbow, right? But now if the church is working as a group and there's people on the prayer team and someone on the prayer team often sees healings, that would mean there's a gift of healing working through them. My goodness, if that was your elbow, and maybe for myself, now I do have the Lord work with healing, but let's just say for this example, you know, I pray for a lot of healings, and it seems like not a lot, but this person on our prayer team seems like every time they pray for healing. So I would call them to come pray for the healing. Does that make sense? We're a team. Now I'm giving you church example, but it also works in everyday life, Okay. God puts people together who have different gifts for a reason. God puts couples together who have different gifts for a reason in the natural, right? Well, it's the same in the supernatural. So allow those gifts to work. But I want you guys to understand prayer can happen sitting side by side in a truck. Prayer can happen across the table at a restaurant where you're talking in a conversational voice and someone can be healed. We too often, and again, I'm passionate. I like to shout, but when I'm in conversation with people at a restaurant, I don't get up and shout and try to get everybody's attention, right? Uh, I'll just talk. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? <laughs> I've never seen you in a restaurant. Yeah, maybe you do. But I do say, ask him to give you that gift. And if you've prayed for a lot of people and haven't seen results, then do ask him for the gift. And if for some reason it's not happening, ask him to check your heart. You know, if you're trying to be famous by praying for people, he, he might not give you that gift because he doesn't give his glory to anyone else. All right, so the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. All right. God actually doesn't want any one-man shows. Did you know that? He never has. 
God doesn't want one-man shows since he doesn't give his glory to anyone else. God wants a group of people working and going forward. Now, obviously, we do church where one person gets up and preaches, but this is only a small part of what we want to do. We want to worship together. We want to go from this place and change our community. We need each other, and we need church. The word of wisdom, as I already mentioned, is the Holy Spirit giving you wisdom or direction for yourself, for someone, or for a situation. And we gave a little bit of that, but let me give you a scriptural story so you see. I'm not going to go to it, but many of you know the story of Joseph. Joseph would interpret dreams, and finally, after when he was in jail for actually a number of years, he gets out of jail because he tells Pharaoh his dream, but if you remember, he didn't stop at just interpreting a dream, did he? He gave a word of wisdom, a word from the Holy Spirit of direction for Pharaoh and for an entire nation that would save the world from famine at that time. So the gifts work together and they are important. By the Holy Spirit, Joseph tells them there's seven good years coming, then seven years of famine. Here's what you need to do. That's the word of wisdom. Okay? So word of knowledge, you know something. And in a sense, he had a word of knowledge by interpreting the dream, didn't he? I know something. Your dream means this. Seven good years, then seven bad. You better save up in the seven years that are good, he tells them. Put somebody in charge, save a certain percentage, put it in granaries, give them the plan. And Pharaoh says, that's a great idea, I'm putting you in charge. Guys, that's a word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit. Did you know a word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit can transform a business? A word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit can transform a community, can transform a family. We need the gifts in operation. We need them to operate through us. We need them to operate through those around us. How about this story in 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 14? This is the story of three kings going to war. And the three kings are Israel, Judah, and Edom. And they're going to go to war, but on their way, they end up in a desert place with no water. And they are actually concerned that they are going to die. Because you see, three kingdoms going to war with all their animals and stuff and people, they need a lot of water and they move slow. And so they say, is there any God we can call on? You know, who is there a prophet somewhere we can call? And they call Elisha. And in verse 14, Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. And this is interesting for Elisha. When the musician came, he, it allowed the presence of God to come and to speak to him, the Holy Spirit. Now remember, at this time in Old Testament, they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit continually as we can be if we ask. But the presence of the Holy Spirit would come upon them. And music or worship is a great way to allow yourself to be open to the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why in worship sometimes you feel like crying or you feel the warmth or the love of the Holy Spirit, okay? When that happened, then he had a word. Then it happened when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. 
For thus says the Lord, you will not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. So he gave them a word of wisdom. Here's what you need to do. A word of wisdom in the natural maybe doesn't always make sense, but if it's from the Lord, it will produce results. Now he gives them a word of wisdom and a word of prophecy because he tells them here's what's going to happen. And so they listen. They dig ditches. I thought about this verse. They are at a point where they're out of water. They're worried they're going to die for lack of water. And now they've got to go dig ditches. I don't know. Anybody here ever dug ditches for work? Try to do it when you're thirsty. But anyways, they listened. Maybe they each had a 10-foot section and they, they made it. I don't know. But they dug ditches in that valley. And God sent water, but it didn't rain. The floodwaters came through the valley from another area where obviously they got a whole bunch of rain. When the water came, it filled the ditches. But even more than that, Elisha prophesied that they would defeat the enemy. And the enemy kings, when they woke up in the morning, they saw the sun coming off the ditches of water. And because in their mind there's no way water could have got there, they assumed it was blood in the valley from the kings destroying each other. And they said, oh, look, they must all be destroyed. Let's go get them. And they all ran into a trap and were defeated. So God, through word of wisdom, changed the situation. By the way, I guess it goes without saying. If you're asking for the Holy Spirit to work through you, to give you word of knowledge and words of wisdom, you also have to listen and follow through. Are they not going to do you any good? You see, they could have asked the prophet for the word, and he could have said, dig ditches, and they could have ignored him. And none of it would have happened. Please remember, it isn't a game if you're talking and asking the Lord. You're asking him for a reason, then you have to be willing to obey. All right. We should desire and ask for the gifts. But remember, none of them are any good, according to Scripture, without love. Everything we're talking about as we go through this series, it is a waste of time if you don't have love. If you're asking for a gift for any other reason... It becomes a waste of time. Listen to what scripture says. 1 Corinthians 12, 31 is a verse where we're told we should desire them. It says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. He says, earnestly desire them. It's good to. You should go after the gifts. You need them. But he says, let me show you an even better way. And the entire chapter 13 I'm going to read you the first three verses, but you can read it all if you want. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I've become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but if I have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. The gifts must work through love. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. He says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy in another message as well. So yes, we should desire these gifts, but please, you're going to want to use them in love. I honestly don't believe that the Holy Spirit is going to allow them to flow through you in power if you're not able to love people. 
If your purpose for wanting the gift is selfish or to hurt or to destroy, I don't believe he's going to allow them to flow through you. All right? So if you're asking, you're automatically saying, Lord, fill me with your love that I can use these to help people, to show people the way. All right. I am pretty much done here today, but we're going to take a couple of minutes to ask Holy Spirit. Now, I believe most of you have asked him to fill you in the past, but we're going to ask him to fill us, and we're going to ask for the gifts. We're going to ask him to give us the gifts as he chooses, but also, according to Scripture, you can desire the gifts, certain gifts, okay? You can ask for them, and remember, we've read in Scripture before that if you ask your father for bread, he won't give you a stone. Remember that verse? How much more if you ask your heavenly father for the Holy Spirit, will he give it? He will give it. So we're going to do that today. We're going to ask Holy Spirit to give us gifts. So I want you to take a minute and think about it. Um, we just talked about word of wisdom and word of knowledge, but there are more gifts than that. But I'm going to stick with those ones right now because that's the ones we've been given. Okay? That's the ones we talked about. And then from there, as we go through each one, maybe you're going to feel, you know what? I really think God wants me to work in this one. Okay? And as Paul said, and we'll go into that later, he really sees the gift of prophecy as one that's really important uh, for the church as well. But we will go there in a bit. All right. Where you are, we're going to bow our heads and... I'm going to pray a prayer, but I don't want you to repeat it after me per se today. I want you to use your own words quietly while I'm praying. Is that okay? So I'm going to pray generally kind of what I would pray, but I'd like you to use your own words and talk to the Lord, asking him for the gifts that you need. Is that okay? All right. Nobody's allowed to fall asleep though. Okay, so let's do this. Lord, I thank you for this congregation. And just as we're seated here this evening, Lord, I'm praying to you, but I want them to focus in on you and forget about me for a little while. And I want them to talk to you, Lord, and to ask you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I believe every one of them here has asked to be filled, and they did that by faith. And Lord, now they're asking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be in operation, the ones needed, the ones that you see they need initially. Lord, I know you can give all the gifts, but I know that you give a specific one first because you know they can handle it. You know it's good for them. You know it's the one that they will move in the best. And so, Lord, as they're talking to you, as they're picturing you in their mind, handing you the gift, we say, Lord, hand the gift they need. Where's the gift of healing? Where's the gift of knowledge? The gift of the word of wisdom? Lord, the gifts of tongues and healings and miracles and interpretation of tongues or the gifts each of them meant for a purpose lord as they talk to you quietly i'm asking you would answer their request